The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by the Valentine Museum. Its Richmond History Makers event honors the individuals, organizations, objects, and even moments that have shaped Richmond's history over the past 125 years. Thursday, April 11th, part of a week-long celebration at the Valentine. Tickets can be purchased at richmondhistorymakers.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Virginia's General Assembly has passed a bill to study the effects of gold mining after concerns about a proposal in Buckingham County's Union Hill. VPM News intern Brandon Schillingford reports the community has fought for over a century for the right to exist. Union Hill was founded by freedmen in the aftermath of the Civil War. In the last few years, environmental racism has been a focus for community members as they protested a compressor station for the Atlantic Coast Pipeline, which was recently canceled. One of the more prominent voices opposing the project was Richard Walker. His family has lived in Union Hill for five generations. He's speaking out against proposed gold mine. It's a part of the historical systemic racism for hundreds of years in Virginia. For him and many in Union Hill, this is just another instance of institutionalized white supremacy. They felt that they can come in here and just railroad some blacks in Union Hill, and we weren't having it. Though Walker and other residents I spoke with said they're frustrated and tired, they're determined to fight for their homes and keep the spirit of Union Hill alive for generations to come. Brandon Schillingford, VPM News. Governor Ralph Northam is joining calls for an outside investigation into allegations involving Virginia's parole board. Ben Pavier reports. The allegations against the current and former parole board chairs include attempts to falsify documents. They appeared in a draft of a report from Virginia's inspector general, the state government's internal watchdog. Some lawmakers have called for an independent investigation to get to the bottom of the discrepancy. Shruti Shah agrees. She heads the Coalition for Integrity. If there was transparency, this issue probably would not happen. The tendency towards secrecy is very, very alarming. A spokesperson for Northam says he welcomes an outside investigation and will work with lawmakers to set something up. It's still not clear what form it would take. Virginia State Police, meanwhile, say they're investigating how the draft report became public. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Last spring, the federal government turned to banks to distribute over $13 billion of Paycheck Protection Program loans to Virginia companies. Recently, the General Assembly determined those firms could write off a portion of their loans. VPM News intern Connor Scribner has more. A VPM analysis of data from the Small Business Administration found localities where more than 20% of residents are black received one-fifth less PPP money per capita. Chris Wodica is a senior policy analyst with the Commonwealth Institute. He says providing tax breaks to PPP recipients could be problematic. We know that many struggling small businesses were left out of that process, especially for businesses owned by people of color. The policy will see the state forego $100 million in tax revenue. Wodica suggests the state could have used that money for direct payments. Providing more support to families who are really facing a lot of hardship right now would do a lot to just stimulate the economy in general, and doing it that way also would help a lot of small businesses. The federal government is now accepting applications for a new round of PPP lending. Connor Scribner, VPM News. The Virginia Department of Health reported yesterday that almost 1,400 people have recently contracted the virus. In total, there have been about 579,000 cases in the Commonwealth since the pandemic began. We're currently in Phase 1B in distributing the COVID-19 vaccine. 
BDH says over 1.3 million people have received at least one dose, while almost 700,000 have been fully vaccinated. The latest coronavirus data is updated each morning at 10 on the BDH website. University of Richmond museums have been closed for much of the last year. Now, to make some exhibits accessible to the public, they're being made available online. University museums are offering 360-degree virtual tours of two exhibits now on display on campus. One of them encompasses the art of social justice. Another features a 40-year retrospective on printmaking. Virtual visitors will also be able to access gallery talks and interviews with featured artists. More information can be found at museums.richmond.edu. Drivers in the west end of Richmond may notice a new traffic light on Grove Avenue near St. Stephen's Episcopal Church. Ian Stewart has details. They're called pedestrian hybrid beacons, or PHBs. These kinds of traffic lights provide a safe way for pedestrians and cyclists to cross the street. PHBs have been shown to significantly reduce pedestrian crashes, according to the Federal Highway Administration. Chet Parsons is the Director of Transportation with Plan RVA, a regional planning commission that studies traffic issues. He says the beacons are not what drivers are used to seeing. It helps them know that there's actual activity in the intersection or the the crossing area uh, rather than just like a, a signal cycle. The new lights have four modes, from dark, which means you don't have to stop, to flashing in solid yellow, indicating someone wants to cross, to solid red, which means stop. This is the first of 13 beacons to be installed around the city. Ian Stewart, VPM News. In their January debut, taking wagers on athletic events, sportsbooks actually lost money in Virginia due to aggressive promotions offered to customers. According to statistics on the launch released Monday by the Virginia Lottery, about $59 million was wagered with just over $55 million in winnings, but an additional $6 million in bonuses and promotions were also paid out by the operators. As a result, the sportsbooks lost more than $3 million, and the state collected less than $40,000 in taxes. Lottery officials say they expect the figures to improve significantly in the coming months as promotions for new customers fade away. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Tuesday, March 2nd at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. PM.